You're listening to Both Sides of the Mask. Umpires getting together to talk what it's like on both sides of their mask. Creating a fun atmosphere for anyone who can relate to sports, life, and officiating. Welcome back, everyone. We are back on our podcast. Uh, we are so excited about today's episode. And actually, we have been uh, been getting a lot of good feedback. Um, and I, I say that every episode, but I like to make it sound good. Um, but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, we have been um, getting a lot of good feedback from not just from uh, fellow officials, but also from um, coaches, family members, friends, colleagues. And uh, we're trying to get um, us more engaged with the community, not just with softball, but we've been getting ourselves involved with um, baseball officials, other officials that are in um, not only in our community, but also across the country. So it's been very uh, very overwhelming, I would have to say. But um, like I said, welcome back to Both Sides of the Mask. My name is Liz Hammerschmidt, along with uh, Tony Williams. I am from Akron, Ohio. Tony is in Springfield, Missouri. Just to give you a little small background, I'll have Tony introduce himself. But um, I'm a former oh, D1 athlete. Oh, whatever. You know what? You're <laughs> lucky I include you into the podcast. All right. <laughs> Let's just get some things straight here. That's right. <laughs> I'm a former D1 athlete. Um, I also was a power lifter through high school and college, and uh, I have two daughters that play softball, also uh, soccer. I'm also a uh, college softball umpire, did a little bit of the pro league too. So just to kind of give you a little bit of a small background of what I have done. Um, Tony, want to give a little bit of your input? I feel like every time you do your story, you just keep adding a little bit more and a little bit more to it. So. I don't remember if you had I, the last podcast you did say something about the pro league, but I think last podcast was the first time you did. So I guess I will throw that in there as well that I also called in the pro league. Hold on, I got one more. I got one more. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Just always trying to one up me. But I'm Tony Williams from Springfield, Missouri. Uh, I started coaching my little brother in uh, baseball. Before that, I played baseball at the high school level. Uh, I wish I would have known about men's fast pitch growing up, but I just didn't know about it because that would have been awesome to play. But here we are. I coached, got into umpiring, uh, kind of in a, a crazy situation. If you, if you want to hear it, uh, the first podcast, we talk about it and the pilot episode and going a little bit about what I talked about there. So go back and give that a listen. But I also call D1 softball, called the Division II National Championship in 2017. Uh, I helped coach my little daughter, my little daughter <laughs> I helped catch, coach my daughter's softball team and uh, yeah that's kind of what I've got going on I, I've been really excited about it we keep moving around or I keep moving around Liz you're kind of in the same spot there in your in your uh, it's not really a man cave can we call it a woman cave or what are you calling it oh my it? gosh we're going to start doing this already oh my <laughs> gosh Tony didn't we have talks about this yeah I know <laughs> I, I don't ask for permission just forgiveness well, Technically, I'm in my my daughter's sanctuary. They're in their little, I mean, I'm on their couch, you know, their little section. But the rest of the basement is mine. <laughs> yeah, well, I came into work this morning. I didn't get I didn't get uh, clocked in. I'm just sitting here. We got some recording studio wall, some soundproofing on this side, soundproofing kind of behind me. So we'll see what it sounds see what it sounds like. But I'm excited about this. You know, we went from doing kind of one guest a show to heck, why don't we just bring three in and just see how hard we can make it? <laughs> so we kind of alluded to it. We kind of alluded to it uh, before 
<clears throat> beforehand in the uh, last episode. But uh, we got Destiny Robinson on here with Move Period, and she's got some of her staff members on there. Uh, so welcome, Destiny. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go ahead and in- introduce your team? Okay, well, we have Kelly, Kelly Henderson, uh, our vice president of the company, and also an athletic trainer. And Kelly can tell you a, a lot more in depth about herself, but I just think she's an incredible person. She's been with us since the very beginning when we didn't even have a building, and she believed in what we were trying to do. And she actually used to be my athletic trainer back in college. I love her heart, I love her passion for helping people, and that's why she's a, a part of Move Period. And then our young man, Ben Stevens, he started off as an intern in his undergrad program, and now he's working on his master's at the University of West Florida. That's awesome. <clears throat> uh, Destiny, uh, if, you, if you could, before we get into the business, can you give a little bit of a background? Uh, you said that you uh, were an athlete. Just give us a little bit of bio for us. Oh, goodness. Uh, I told you about yours, and now I can't do my mind. Okay, so... Uh, briefly played college softball, coached uh, college. I was a college strength and conditioning coach. Then decided I wanted to venture out uh, on my own and be able to work with a greater variety of people, as well as be able to officiate college softball at the same time. So uh, been in this field whew, probably almost twenty something years, and. Uh, have my master's degree in exercise science, certified strength and conditioning specialist, but it's really been a journey of building relationships with people and growing and, and seeing their progress because I can't tell you how much of a joy it, it adds adds to my life to or for people to allow us into their lives, giving us the opportunity to be a part of their progress and be a part of their journey. That's it. now it's crazy the things that work out you know i knew you destiny from before and some things that had gone on and and heard about you and then this year we got to work together it was awesome the three of us liz myself and you got to work together yeah it was a great tournament oh yeah so so kelly you're the vice president of move period i am what is your background so I am an athletic trainer, like Destiny said, um, working on my 23rd year of certification. Holy Moses, that's a lot. Um, and I was Destiny's athletic trainer. So I was a college athletic trainer at University of West Florida for about seven years. Um, got into the education side of it. So both my master's and my doctorate are in education. Um, so from that aspect, teaching, helping others really learn how to take care of themselves is really one of my passions. And until about, um, I don't know, six weeks ago, I did not live in Pensacola. Um, So I've lived in Texas. I've lived in Fort Myers, Fort Lauderdale. So every time Destiny's needed my help with something, it's always been remote. So I've been doing Zoom evaluations and phone calls and helping clients try to figure out what's going on, you know, for years now. And so it's really nice to be in the same area as Destiny and now be able to just drive down to the office and see a see a client and try to help them through whatever problem they're dealing with. So I'm very excited to be on today. Yeah, I know that she is excited that you are there as well. Uh, you know, it just changes the whole aspects of everything. Amen, amen changes the aspects of the way that you try to run a business and the team that you have. And uh, Kelly, you and I talked a little bit before everybody else got on here and uh, your 
technical side of it being the Zoom type of meetings and things like that and your teaching stuff, how did all of this pandemic affect that area for you? You know, it's kind of crazy because um, I was a professor at Nova Southeastern University um, as the pandemic was happening. And so I had to remove, I had to move everything, remote instruction to online. And, you know, my students were getting ready to graduate, take their certification exam. And one of their big things that they have to do as a senior is they have to do a full-on evaluation, treatment, rehab with a real patient. And so what do you do when you have no real patients anymore? And, you know, it worked out great. I was able to find friends and family members that all had something going on because somebody's knees always hurting. Someone's always um, has a little bit of calf pain. You know, my elbow's really sore. And so I was able to pull all those people in and sit in on these Zoom calls with my senior students and watch them go through a, an evaluation, give these people some really great advice on how to take care of themselves. Um, and really just, it was amazing what you can do. You know, we, we stress a little bit because we're so used to being a hands-on profession and, and putting our hands on our patients and our clients and really trying to help them. But it's amazing what you can do through Zoom. You know, you get creative with what you have your people, how they move, what you want them to do. And I just think it's, it's a whole nother side of healthcare that is really growing. And I think it's something from the athletic training perspective, from the strength and conditioning perspective that I think is going to continue to be a big part of our professions. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, it's, it's crazy to hear that. And, and those, those students, those seniors, they got to work in a different atmosphere that's never really been happening before and now being able to teach them yeah. as as you're learning as well of how right. we're going to get through this yeah so that's the teaching side of it ben did you get to take any part of the student student side of it uh yes it was uh it was pretty hectic um luckily there's at uwf were ready right away so the transition to online learning was very very smooth um They've always been very open and with communication with their students. So it was really just just looking at a little bit more of the PowerPoints, making sure you're staying in contact with your teacher and you're grasping everything. So it worked well. Yeah, teach you how to uh, really focus on certain things, not getting to take those teacher's notes, but to get notes for yourself and going out and get the information. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have all, all three of you guys on. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit, Liz, you know, you're somebody that's big into fitness. I'm into fitness and how we take care of our bodies and, and how this looks as somebody for me, uh, when I, at my job, I have a desk, but I made them move me into, I asked if I could get a, uh, a stand up desk so that I could stand, I could move around. And then if I got tired, if my legs got tired or my knee started hurting or whatever happened, or I was too busy and didn't want to stand, I just needed to sit down cause I started dancing everywhere. <laughs> what other things can what are things <laughs> what other things can do you have or, or questions that you might have or or uh yeah just anything about the fitness side of it i have my questions but i've been talking a lot so it's your turn tony talking a lot wow right <laughs> no i mean the zoom meetings it seemed like it was a. Uh, it almost kind of like went along with the pandemic there was a lot of people who were just so over uh, overwhelmed with the whole process. You know, I know for, you know, in my experience, um, I work with a, a, a pitching instruction uh, instructor and 
Um, I do their catching sessions and she was having a hard time trying to just grasp the concept of it. And she's like, this is not what I, this is not my forte. Um, I'm more of a hands-on person, you know, how am I going to be able to handle this? Um, and then it ended up becoming like a success because it just took time to get used to having the virtual trainings. Um, you know, it was kind of a little odd for me because, you know, I was trying to, uh, correspond with my catchers you know, and I have catchers that range from age eight to 18 and some of them get it. Some of them just want to kind of, hi coach Liz, you know, that's all I'm getting. <laughs> like, So they really, all they want to do is just kind of go, hi coach Liz. <laughs> um, but how was it for you? Like when it, when it first started, like, you know, like how was your clientele adapting to it? That, that's, maybe that we'll start from there. How, how was your clientele adapting to the new training uh, virtual um, sessions? So actually at first, what I was doing was creating YouTube videos for everybody and then providing instruction along the way. What I've always believed in, I want to see you right in front of me. Creating videos for people only lasted about a month. Then we were able to realize that there's actually a, a big park. <laughs> it's actually really close, but I didn't notice it till just recently, till you're put in that situation where you have to be, think outside the box and be creative. So we started utilizing the field outdoors and then when we were allowed back indoors uh, I Ben and I had had conversations about online training but I didn't want it to be just have a video for people to do whenever we wanted to hold them accountable we wanted to see them in front of us and in the video so for our online training sessions they have to show their whole body so we can be more effective in in coaching them and how it's been helpful for our clients. So the folks that are allowed to come back, they can come back, but also if they happen to, they won't be able to make it in person in training, then we have an online session that they can catch as well. And the, our online session is for those who, well, if you have equipment, you have equipment, but we make it work for everyone. So those who don't have equipment and minimal space, as we do it in just one of our office areas. And it's been, it's been a, a growing progress, a process, and uh, we've done our best to integrate it and keep it going with what we've been offering. So instead of just the in-person sessions, trying to reach out to people outside of, of MOVE and even outside of the city and outside of the state, uh, but folks have been, uh, they were ready to get back. <laughs> they were ready to get back. They said they put on too much weight not being in the gym. but. It's an unfortunate situation, but this has been a growing process and learning process for us to see how we can incorporate the current situation, the current climate, and uh, integrate it into what we, we offer here. No, uh, I want to ask a hard question. Um, that, you know, for like some experiences, like there, there was like that huge like panic of, I got to have home equipment. Um, you know, I follow a lot of, um, a lot of socials when it comes to like, you know, oh, like for example, like, uh, rogue fitness one okay that's just the cliche of like all the fitness equipment out there but um it just seems like it was a pandemic when it comes to like availability so then all of a sudden you start to see people like on craigslist on facebook marketplace on whatever you could find and they're i mean they're buying whatever they can for equipment um and some people are just are getting to that point where they want to have like a home gym system and are more disciplined for it have you seen any drop off with clientele because of that or have you been seeing more uh, people coming back because they they prefer to have that one-on-one, uh, -on -one, face-to-face uh, atmosphere? What have you been seeing? 
We still have some that, that haven't come back just yet because they have autoimmune, autoimmune diseases. And so they're just being extra cautious, but more so they've, they've been, they've been ready to come back and they're just excited, more excited now to make progress because they have stuff at their house. Actually, half of our folks probably have equipment at their house. However, they want someone to hold them accountable because that stuff just collects dust. So it's a good, it's a good starting point, but we're more about and giving you coaching along the way. So whatever you may do, be doing, making sure we give you corrective exercises or corrective movement patterns to be more effective in your movement pattern. Excuse me. You know, I'll jump in real fast. So it's interesting from two different sides as a person that likes to work out, you know, and is big into group fitness, it was really hard transitioning to being at home by myself um, and having to be creative with things. But from the athletic training perspective, and, and like I said earlier, my students and what they were learning, what they were doing is you you tend to see how creative you can be, right? What do you have at home that you can use? Um, and really trying to encourage your clients and your patients to, to look around their house and realize that there are lots of things and maybe it's time to explore a new area of fitness that you hadn't thought about. You know, yoga, you don't really need a lot of stuff and there's a ton of online yoga videos. So maybe if you don't have weights, yoga would be something good you could do that day because I will say one of the things that I saw is a little bit of an increase in injuries because people were maybe doing things that they hadn't been doing prior to the pandemic or they weren't having the hands-on instruction like Destiny was talking about. They didn't have someone there um, making corrective changes to their movement patterns, so they were starting to hurt themselves a little bit more. So from my aspect, I saw a little bit of an uptake in injuries because we were lacking in that, but then I saw the positive side of the creativity of what people were able to do. What would be like a suggestion for somebody that really hasn't been moving, hasn't been doing what they need to be doing, and now now we've we've decided that we want to to take on a new role. We want to get in shape. We want to do something. What's a great place to start? So I know we don't. Let's just say we don't have anything. No, we have nothing at home to collect dust. <laughs> we start slow. That's a great place. Slow. Yeah. slow. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, people all of a sudden started working from home, right? And so maybe you're sitting um, at a desk or a chair that you're not used to sitting at. You're sitting maybe for longer periods of time because everything now is a Zoom meeting and you're not walking anywhere in your office. So I think, you know, the biggest thing for people is really just to try to get up and move. Every hour, get up and move, whether it's walk around your house, walk around your block, um, go do some laundry. You know, I always tell my students when they're studying, laundry is a great um, timer for you. You know, put your put your clothes in the washing machine, sit down and do something. When the washer goes off, get up and move around, put them in the dryer, sit down and do something. So I think it's really important for people to just think about that if they haven't been doing something, is how can they just add more movements in? Um, but, you know, God gave us everything we need. We have body and, you know, body weight exercises are great. And that's a great starting point for everyone, whether you're 10 or 60. And I just think if if we can encourage that, and I think that's kind of, and I'll let Destiny kind of take it from there, because I think that's what she was talking about, right, is, is what do you have with your clients? What do you need versus what do you, what do you have to work with? Uh, I mean, it's right exactly what Kelly was saying 
And then, you know, I think the big thing is, like I said in the beginning, people, you know, they want someone to hold them accountable. They might even know what they're doing. We, we have some military guys, uh, someone who's a former Navy diver, and he's he's training for a triathlon right now. He knows how to train, but he wants someone to push him that much more. So it's really up to the individual as to what they're seeking and searching. But this is, for us, this is all about building relationships and being a part of people's journey and, and helping them progress and and learn something. What are um, what what are the age groups that you typically typically see? You said you 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 know you uh, you work with all different clientele, but what's do you, do you see a lot of? I'm sorry, I'm going to backtrack this a little bit more. Do you see a lot of the youth? Do you get a lot of youth that come in? Yes, we do. So my niche is being a, a college strength and conditioning coach, so working with athletes. Taking that away and leaving that, I wanted to be able to implement that working with every type of individual. So whoever comes in the door, we're not gonna turn them the way, away, we're gonna find a way to work with them. So we do strength and conditioning exercises with everybody. I mean, our, our oldest client is probably 74 and our youngest is six. So we work with all, you know, the wide range. And, and again, people who have, you know, they can barely walk, you know, that have issues, some issues with their feet and then their, their ankles. And then we have folks you know, that are very well trained. So we challenge the individual at, at the pace that they can go. We can always give them a little bit more. So that's something that we always say is that we can always take it a little bit further, but everything is within reason, being smart about how you challenge. I, I absolutely love this. Um, you know, I work with a lot, you know, with, with the youth and, you know, I love what Kelly said, you know, you start off slow and I deal with a lot of parents that. Uh, want instant gratification and when you try to explain to to them you know when you're working with the the younger generation that they need things explained and they need demonstrations and we also try I I, I try to um, create preventative exercises where you know they are working on movements so that way they don't end up injuring themselves you know um, I've had parents tell me like well I you know if I take them to this pitching academy like you know they're doing this for a full hour you know and it's like you know there's only two speeds stop and go and I, I have to explain to him, I was like, listen, you have to be able to learn how to do squats and lunges properly. You have to be able to, you know, be able to use your, um, your, your, your speed agility correctly. You know, I use a ladder um, with my, with my students and usually about the first 30 minutes, it's all about speed agility, um, learning how to do a squat lunge properly, stretching properly, you know, and the last 30 minutes, then I'm, I'm gassing them. Um, do you get any pushback from parents when you are working with them and if they think that their child isn't progressing where they want them to be? We say in the beginning with everybody, not just our youth, but even even some of our, our older members, this takes time, journey, especially in the beginning with youth, you're building that foundation. So you can't get from point A to point B overnight. You have to take time and put, put work and learn the fundamentals and then you progress from there you know we i'm just very upfront with them in the beginning with we don't really get a lot of uh, you know why hasn't they why haven't they yeah. gotten to a certain point and actually we do a lot of of video recording so they can see their progress so even if it's just a little bit 
they can still see progress. So, and that's just what we share. It's right. just one step at a time, one day at a time. The more you keep working, the more growth you're going to have. LeBron James didn't get how he was overnight. <laughs> so he put in the work uh, over and over and over again. And we just provide you with the tools and then help you keep, help keep you accountable. But it just, just takes time. Nothing happens overnight. I think it's a great message as an educator, you know, and especially hearing parents push, I always go back to, to the resources and the evidence. Our professional organization, the NATA, the National Athletic Trainers Association, um, produces position statements. So it's based on the most current research. It's free to, for the public to access. And there's a great article out there, a position statement on youth injuries and overuse injuries. And it sets some guidelines um, Dr. James Andrews pushes a lot on youth sports safety and, and setting guidelines for overuse and how many pitches and how much um, strength training they should be doing based on their age. And so I'll always try to bring that in if that becomes a little bit of a problem. It's like, look, this is what the, this is what the research says. This is what the experts are recommending for your child. Um, so always go back to that. That's always my fallback. Yeah, I think we get into it and, and some parents are just like, we're just making that stuff up. Well, it's based upon research and other things like that. We're not just making stuff up. Why don't you heed to some of it? Sometimes we just get so into what we want to do and we know what we want, mm-hmm. but we just don't want to slow down and say, maybe somebody's smarter than I am. It's hard to admit. <laughs> hard to admit. <laughs> yeah. And hey, Liz, sometimes I like instant gratification. <laughs> Hey, uh, Ben, being the student side that you are and taking taking what you have in front of you with Kelly and Destiny and your learning experience, how what has that done for you? What what have you seen or what has it helped you grow in what you want to be? Oh, it's it's been amazing to be under these two. Um, every day I'm I'm learning something new. Uh, Destiny does, does so well with giving me these little cues just on where I'm positioned in a group session where it's like, hey, if you are standing here, everyone can see you, you're that much more engaged. And just those little things, just refining um, my own coaching aspects and building my own coaching style is, it's really great. And they've both given me great, just information, freedom to try out new workouts, everything. So it's, it's really been a blessing. I'm, I'm very glad to be in position it's great yeah i think that's i think that's something destiny does from on the field uh umpiring as well and looking at things at different angles and listen to that you know they these are professionals in their field for a reason and people look to them for a reason because they're looking at more of it than just what the training that i'm getting or the training that i'm giving the the things that you're doing but how are you conveying that message to the people are you really making the people successful so that is awesome to hear Ben what's your little background with uh with athletics what did what did you what sports did you play so elementary middle school I pretty much played every sport you could um I was born and raised in Pensacola so early on I was just into doing anything athletic uh when high school started I just focused on soccer because I played on the high school team and a club team that traveled pretty much every other weekend um, so that was my main focus. Pretty early on, I was very interested in the training aspect for my sport because at my high school, it was that 
you know, the stereotype that soccer players weren't supposed to lift weights. And to me, who has always loved doing chin-ups, loved doing push-ups, squats, all that, that bothered me because I loved working out and it helped my soccer game. So I was early on looking up workouts and agility stuff to better my own play. Um, and that kind of led to me, I guess, learning about the exercise science route and just, I, I knew right away that's where I wanted to be. You know, I think a lot of people take soccer lightly. You know, my dad was a PE teacher for 32 years and I begged and pleaded to play soccer growing up and he said, oh, soccer's for wimps. And I just kind of looked at him like, what are you talking about? And my own daughter, who's uh, 12 years old, she plays on the club team and she travels all over. She takes a lot of money out of my pocket. Um, but I actually, <laughs> I enjoy watching them. And, and let me just tell you, like a lot of the research I've done is that, you know, these girls are lifting. These girls are doing a lot of cross-training um, work ethics. And even when I was in college, the soccer team, they were up before we were, you know, we had to be there early in the morning, but they were up at least an hour and a half before we were. And they were in the weight room training and looks like they were training for, you know, what we call now is the, you know, CrossFit. Um, but it, it's amazing, like how the endurance, uh, these, uh, the, the endurance that these um, athletes can withhold. And soccer is, is, is amazing because, you know, you do have, you know, the widespread view and the agility, the, like I said, the endurance, um, and you have to have that strength. It's not just about your legs. You know, you have to be able to train yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah, I love it. We talk, we talk a lot about soccer on this, this podcast made by softball umpires. <laughs> we talk <laughs> soccer. <laughs> I love it. It's a different sport for me, and I absolutely love it. I'll sit there through the whole, you know, she's still in 60-minute games. And I'll sit there and watch it, and I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. And then you could just see everything just kind of dissecting and the progress that they have made going from a club, from just being a club team to a premier team. And mm -hmm. they're working on, I think next, next year, they're going to be going to like different states like uh, North Carolina for some nationals and Missouri. And so I'll be in your town. Uh, Show me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just the progression, like from where they started with practices and like what the, some tools that they worked with to how it's now collectively coming together. It's like a light bulb switch for these kids. It's it's so much fun to watch. Well, and this body movement thing and the way that we move our bodies and the way that we do it. So we've talked about it. My daughter was playing softball, doing some gymnastics when she was really, really little, but she got into horse riding and performance type of stuff. And one of the things, I mean, I am not educated in moving uh, bodies except for moving my own body but for me I was like hey you're sitting on an, uh, a, a thousand pound animal whatever you're going to have to figure out balance and getting that part of your strength and your core so you can hold yourself in the saddle and you can move with him and so you become one animal so well, what uh, Kelly have you worked with anybody that has had that type of equine work Yes, I was actually just about to say, you nailed it, Tony, when Liz was talking and soccer, it's about body control, right? I mean, that's where the strength part of this comes from. Strength and agility and balance is about being able to control your body. If you're a soccer player, it's because you jump up in the air to hit a ball. If you're an equestrian athlete, it's to have the control to stay upright on a horse. I actually worked at uh, Texas Christian University for about six years, and we had an equestrian team. 
And those athletes are just amazing um, from what they're able to do. But on the flip side of it, we also had a rifle team that were national champions. And you want to talk about rifle. Rifle is standing still and holding a position for an extended period of time. So talk about body control there and balance and core stability to hold a rifle and hold a position to sit on top of a thousand pound animal and keep yourself upright. That's where the strength and stability and balance comes in is having that ability to control yourself. And that's why it's important, regardless of whatever sport you have. Um, it's important for my 80 year old mom to be able to walk down the driveway to have the balance and the, the stability and the body control. So I think it's a huge thing. Destiny. Holy cow, girl, you have put together a hell of a team. <laughs> oh, I'm very thankful that they wanted to be a part of. Man, it's just, it's awesome. Kelly, you got a ton of information and hopefully it's good for people to hear. And Destiny, your leadership of putting this team together and finding these people and teaching it back to somebody else. It's just great to hear. So Kelly and I talked a little bit about this and, and Destiny, you're you're an umpire and you've you've moved into that. What are you doing to get yourself ready for a game? Are you stretching before the game? Are you, the mindset, we know the mindset part of it. Are we stretching before the game? Are we stretching after the game? What are we doing to better treat our bodies? The athletes have these trainers that are there. What we have is to uh, drink water, drink Pedialyte. Somebody say, hey, maybe <laughs> you should fix your collar. We don't have anybody uh -huh. telling us to do anything. <laughs> Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it comes down to, to self-discipline. You know, I have to keep telling myself, I'd rather work hard or be ready for that moment being on the field by preparing ahead of time. Because I'm like, man, some, sometimes when I'm running, I'm like, man, this is so hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't like running, but I know I have to do it. Now and then it's not so hard when you get out on the field. So this is your time right now to take care of yourself. You don't have to think about this part of it when you're out there on the field. Because as we're told all the, all the time by our bosses, these kids are the same age every year in officiating. Um, and we are not. <laughs> we get older and older. <laughs> and I'm in my 40s now. And I'm like, oh, God, come on. But just... Uh, preparation ahead of time before the season even starts uh getting the body right getting the mind right and then competition time happens for us you know being prepared for the games i take my time uh, before the game so we, you know we have our 90 minutes that we get there so lately uh thanks to mr mike burwell you recommend, you know, instead of taking that time away from your partners, why don't you get there even earlier and do, because I like to do a little run beforehand and stretch. Therefore, you can still have that crew time when you're there. I'm like, yeah, man, that's a, that's a great point. So um, not only, so self-preparation before the season even starts and then with, with training and then taking that extra time to get there so I can have some me time before working with crew. You know, and I'll jump in with a couple of things and then I've got to hit the road. I've got another meeting to go to. But just to kind of follow up with what Destiny said, there's kind of two points to think about. You know, 
you're right. You do need to warm up. You do need to take care of everybody afterwards. And f- sometimes for the umpires that may not be aware of what that looks like, pay attention to what the athletes are doing. What does their warm up look like ahead of the game? What do they do afterwards? Like that's a great thing to potentially look at and say, okay, this is what they're doing before. This is what they're doing afterwards. Maybe I should be doing the same things. Um, and then the second thing is, is if there's an athletic trainer there, ask them. We love to educate everyone. I remember when I was in college sports, I took care of every official, whether they were behind the plate, they were running up and down the basketball court. Like, I loved those people. I love you guys. Like, I really do. Like, because most of you are really willing to listen to when you have something to say. And if there's someone there, ask for help. They will help you. And with that, like I said, I, I hate to leave. This is great. And this, I can't thank you enough for letting me be on here but I know Destiny will just pick back up with whatever I've said because she's heard me talk so many times so <laughs> thank you so much you guys we appreciate it very yeah. much good luck thank this you. season we appreciate it Kelly yeah Kelly it was it was awesome to have you uh, I think we are so used to going in and nobody talking to us so when a trainer does go in and talk to us we're just like hey I'm listening I want to know what you have to say I want to hear it I want to I want to take what you have and apply it to what I'm doing because this is beneficial to me. My body, when I'm on the field, my body is my resume. That's what I can put out there at the time. Nobody's going back and saying, hey, uh, that call you made at first base, have you ever done anything else? Where have you called that to make a call like that? My body is what I have and that's what I'm showing off when I first walk on the field. When I'm making a call there, what I look like, what perception is way more than nine-tenths I think it's probably about 11 tenths. Is that possible? <laughs> no, Destiny, I love that because, you know, we, you know, we always do talk about crudeness. Um, you know, like we, we had that meeting back with uh, Christy when she did that virtual meeting and uh, one of the umpires chimed in and had a question about like, you know, why work 60 hours a week? When, when can I find time? Um, and I think you remember this, but, um, you know, like the, the typical answer, everyone's like, well, you make time. It's like, okay, that's easy to say, but, you know, I have been there where I was working, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week. I'm sure you work, you know, quite a bit, you know, but I dedicated my time and I think that's what it is. It's like, you could tell someone, yeah, you got to make time, but, you know, you have to, you know, be, look, be able to look in, in your, yourself in the mirror and just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wake up an extra half hour, just, you know, do a little bit of a, of a hit or just go run or do something, sit-ups, push-ups, whatever, just to get myself moving. Um, what are some, what's some advice you can give to anybody that says, well, I work a lot. I have kids. I have a life. You know, when, when am I going to be able to squeeze this in? Well, if we're not willing to make time for ourselves to train and be healthier, then, then why are we officiating, right? Because that's not fair to them. For us to go out there stop like why they're paying us to do a job we have to give all of ourselves out there so being healthy is a part of it so we can be mentally sound that helps us be mentally sound and mentally strong uh out on the field it's just it's not easy life isn't easy but it's just it comes down to decisions what decision will you make you know what do we want to become how much better do we want to be I'm constantly striving for progress and, and constantly trying to learn more because I want to be better. That vision is on us. Yeah, I think too, um, having that discipline and just saying, oh, I'm I'm going to walk to the end of the neighborhood today. 
you're not breaking any records. You don't have to break a record every time you're working out or if you're just working out in your family room while you're watching TV, doing some core stuff. It's just having that discipline and when you say you're gonna do something, it's just adding to your own character and, and you get to build off that. A little bit and a little bit at a time, just like he said. So folks that come to train with us, to make sure they understand we're not just gonna go run five miles. Right. We don't do that. We break things down, we do intervals. We might jog for 20 seconds and then we walk for 20 seconds. So like, oh, well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you just break it down to where you can do it. And then you work harder during that time frame, and then you can go a little longer next time. So it's just breaking things down in your life again, making a decision on, on the path you want to take and then the work it's going to take to get there. I love it. Hey, I always say this with Tony is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll teach my my students with this is that motivation is that definition is completely different than dedication you could tell me that you're motivated all day long but where's your dedication and t tony hears it all the time from me and i say this to umpires i say this to even my own children like you could tell me yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna go do this okay well where's the proof you know show me what you're doing same thing with the umpires you know we we can't just read the rule book all in one day and be like okay i'm ready put a uniform on me you know, it takes time. We have to break things down so that way we are learning things in it, like just like an interval, you know, training. We have to break things down to make sure that we are grasping the concept of things, we are retaining the information, and we're understanding it properly. Oh, without a doubt. You know, that's, that's the thing. Motivation, Are you, you can be motivated, but are, are you dedicated to, to get it done? Are you going to really put in that time? even if we're not walking to the end of the street, maybe it's just we need to get our legs moving and we're marching in place to watch TV or we turn something on and we do something there. Put yourself in motion. So Destiny didn't name her company Stop. She didn't name it Do Something Over Here. She called it Move because that's the biggest thing of what we got to do. Move, period. Anything that you do, all you got to do, whatever it is, start moving. That's it. Right on, Tony. Right on, sir. I, Liz, Liz knows how I get sometimes, and I get excited about things, and, and that's just the way I get. And, it's, and that's one of the biggest things for me is, like, don't make an excuse for something. Go find a solution. And our solution to this of making yourself better is move. So, Destiny, going along with this, you had a dramatic event that happened with your business. And um, this happened, what? How long ago did this happen with, it was a fire, was that right? Right, July 2017. All right, so you could have easily just been thrown in the towel, you know, just been like, I'm done, you know, I, I you know, this is over for me. And your name of your business proves a point. Just because you have a, a, a stoppage doesn't mean that there's not a detour to help you to keep moving. How did that help you become more dedicated to your business? I knew people counted on me and, and wanted to be there for them and also understood, you know, ever since my mom passed uh, back in 2010, and that was actually during the softball season that I was, that was really hitting me, but finding a way to deal with that. And if you can, you know, work through this, you can work through just about anything in running your business. So, uh, like I said, again, also knowing that people count on you you know, and wanting to be there for them. And I don't like to let people down. Life has obstacles and it's about how we respond to them. 
So that's that's how we've always been. It's just you know, and people people are watching. You know, they're they're wondering what you're doing. You know, how you do things. I mean, and all we can do is just you know live through our experience and share that with them, and and be um, hopefully be a positive example. You know, we we just have to find a way through. What what can we get out of every situation, uh, whether it be good or bad? What can we get from that situation to make us better? So. Yes, the fire happened, but we're here now. We're actually in a in a in a better place. So, I think that's the whole part of what our podcast kind of is here. Is we all live through examples, and that's what we kind of got here saying is, what can I bring to the table? Even even Sally working for Sally, and she says, "What are you bringing this weekend? What are you bringing to the crew?" It's it's this. This is what we're bringing. Destiny's bringing move. I'm bringing. Uh, I don't know what I'm bringing. What am I bringing? <laughs> a positive attitude, laughs. Maybe that's what I'm bringing. That's, that's you need to bring, bring coffee. Yeah, camaraderie, bringing stuff in of that, and bringing a group together. And uh, my my dedication to the rule book and knowing the rules like I do. That you know, that's that's what I can bring. Liz can bring her experiences that she has in kids that play soccer and all this soccer talk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's a more promising sport sometimes, and more more I look at it, I'm just saying. Man, them European soccer players—they make some cash over there now. Very <laughs> <laughs> shipper over there. <laughs> Mama needs some money. <laughs> we got a pandemic going on over here. <laughs> oh man, we we appreciate you both being on here. It and you know, please uh, when you speak to Kelly, tell her we really do appreciate this. This was a lot. Of fun. We wanted to kind of change the atmosphere. Uh, besides just talking to officials, or you know, we we wanted to get a perspective of how you're able to um, deal with adversity, deal with, especially with the pandemic that happened. How to stay dedicated to your fitness. You know, like you said, these kids are staying the same age. We're getting older. You know, I know Destiny and I. You know, when we, when we work together, I think we both had that goal in mind of we're going to outrun these kids. You know, <laughs> we got to make sure that we're outrunning these 18 to 22 year olds. You know, I'm pushing 40. Um, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, you know, I'm the fittest umpire out there. Well, it's going to be the second fittest umpire because i got to compete with Destiny. But <laughs> I don't even fall in the um, mix, I guess. <laughs> we're not going to get into that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think, I, but I think it sets the tone, you know, with, with the careers that we choose and also with this umpiring, too, is that we want to make sure we're setting the, the prime example. You know, I'm setting the example for – not only the student athletes I'm working with, but also my own kids to see, you know, like, listen, you know, it, it's not about like, you know, sitting on the couch and, and being lazy and eating chips and whatever. It's, you know, be proud of yourself, do something for yourself. You know, if you're, if you're happy with yourself, you're going to be happy with whatever you decide to do. Tony, is there anything else that you, you had for them today or? I, yeah, I did. So we've got all this information. They've given some great information and if you haven't gotten something from this, from Ben, from Destiny, from Kelly, th we're talking from a, a student that's still in school, Destiny that's been moving through it and going on and, and the experiences that she have, and then you have Kelly that's been on the teaching side and all the experiences that she has with those athletes and how they tie that together and how Destiny brings both Ben, who's been an athlete, Kelly, who's working with athletes, and Destiny and the umpire world, and bringing that all together to help what we have here. How's somebody going to find out more about Move, period? You can log on to our social media, our uh, Move, period, Facebook and Instagram, 
And that is two words, not just move and a dot. <laughs> it just looks better on a shirt with a move and a dot. <laughs> as well as our website. Yeah, it's it. been it's been great having you both on here. We thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you guys got to run, we understand you got clients banging down the door to start moving. And uh, I don't know. What else you got, Liz? Oh, nothing. Just uh, make sure that you guys are um, checking out our webpage um, on, I'm sorry, on our Facebook page. Um, we are continuously doing announcements of uh, any type of official sites that are running sales. Right now, Purchase Officials uh, just released their electronic whistle. So if you're involved with any sports uh, that involve uh, football, soccer, I'm probably missing a lot of them, but basketball, there is a new uh, little geek, geek, geek size whistle that I guess, you know, <laughs> um, it's kind of neat. It's a little button that you press, and it actually does the whistling for you, so you don't no longer have to use your lungs. <laughs> yeah, no reason to work your lungs anymore. <laughs> just push right. a button. <laughs> you just push a button. Um, see, this we're getting replaced. You know. Um, <laughs> uh, but definitely check Umpa Tire. They're still doing their uh, their mask uh, fundraiser. So if you buy a mask, uh, you, uh, the mask is donated to any of the cloth mask. healthcare workers. Yep. 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 Um, uh, check that out. Uh, Christy Cornwell on her uh, Diamond uh, Umpire Academy. She still needs more people to donate um, to her um, charity that she's running. It's a 5K, so if you have not signed up, sign up for it. It doesn't matter if you're running, walking, crawling, do something. Uh, she just wants to make sure that you know we're doing this for a good cause. $25 is a donation uh, to the um, fundraiser that she's running for clean water. Um, if you don't want to participate, just purchase a $20 shirt and it actually goes right towards the proceeds as well. Um, if you're looking for camps, we have listed all the um, uh, umpire camps for softball. If anyone wants to list any uh, tournaments or if it's another sport and then you have camps running, let us know. Tag us in it and we will definitely advertise that for you. And Tony, do we charge anybody for that? No, we just do this so that you know what we got going on and this is our way to give back to it uh give back to you stuff that we've got going on that we want to be doing that we were going to be the sales we're going to take part in stuff this is beneficial to us as well as you so we go out and find them as well as you guys get them into us so i know i got four minutes till nine here you're four minutes till ten there thank you so much to ben to destiny to Kelly. We could not thank them enough for being on here. And I didn't let them say thank you if they wanted to. So I'm going to. Thank you guys. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. We didn't want to interrupt you talking. Thank you for the opportunity of allowing us to part of your show. Yeah, this is awesome. Hey, we love it. We love it. Hey, just remember, move. Period. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it very much. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Thanks for everybody joining us today. Uh, catch us next time. And remember, be excellent.